we are back for another installment of Ladies First. I'm Corey. I'm joined by Elizabeth and Gretchen. This time we're talking Buffy. Elizabeth has been ready for this one for a while, so is Gretchen. <laughs> I'm going to let them take it over. I think it was one of the, the first pitch meetings that we did. This is one of the first things that we put on the list, and we're finally getting to it. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's good timing. We actually just missed the Netflix cut off unfortunately although oh, i certainly right. hope that you all watched it uh it says about bunny uh buffy's bunny buffy's 20th <laughs> anniversary Mm-hmm. and so we find it's actually probably a good time to start talking about it and also try not to think real hard about that 20 because it doesn't feel like it's been that long right that makes me feel really old i didn't realize you i was that old. young when it started right me either I thought it started when I was in, like, older middle school. Yeah, but that's what I remember it being popular. That's true. You want to know what I remember it from? I remember it from middle school, and it's still, like, early, early years, when the Dawson's Creek advertisements would be playing during the commercials. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. That show. Did they try to revive Dawson's Creek? I don't know. It'll go about know. as well as they've also done. Tried to to, to revive Beverly Hills Night at Two and uh, Oh yeah, it'll... that was a thing. I forgot <laughs> about that. I mean, Wait, wasn't Katie um, Stewart? No, Katie Kristen Stewart. No, her dad's the Partridge dude. She plays oh, okay. Laurel on Arrow, and I just blanked. She was either on the re- the revival of that or Melrose Plays. Oh like, yeah. Melrose Place. That's right. So I off topic. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we're on a tangent. <laughs> um, I actually had a little. I was. There's some people having some tinfoil hat moments about why they pulled it off of Netflix. Oh, so, I have not heard these theories. Well, because they're they've done a whole bunch of production shots with the original cast, which is like fine. Um, but they the rumor has it is that they're going to attempt a reboot. <gasps> Which, I'm not going to lie, I would really love that. I would totally watch like <laughs> shit out of that. Even if it was terrifying. I know, right? Like, I mean, yeah. It doesn't even have to be amazing. I would still watch it. Even if, like, if Whedon himself did it, I would definitely watch it. You yeah. too have I, I actually, I actually like Joss Whedon. Um, I own the Blu-rays for Dollhouse. That's how much I like oh, well, Joss Whedon. Show. It was a good show! Eliza Dushku was actually my first girl crush, but not in Buffy. It was in, um, oh my god, what is that movie called? Bring It On. Ha, oh, the yeah. cheerleader movie. Uh-huh. Yes. That's I know also that a very fun slash friendly movie. Oh my god, it is. I didn't realize until I just watched it recently. But actually, um, Eliza Dushku is a lot like, uh, like Katie McGrath in that oh, she, <laughs> she has accidental mm-hmm. chemistry a lot with other actors. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, anyway, uh, we should probably talk about, before we get into the whole Buffy thing, It we should probably mention that not all of Buffy has aged well. Like, yes. we will ad- we will fully admit, despite our, our unabashed love for it, that not everything from the show has translated well to the modern era. No, it is not. Yeah. Um, I and mean, we're not my just biggest... talking about the clothing and technology. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, those are hard to watch. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate, um, Gretchen? Well, 
the whole Buffy having sex with Angel, making him evil thing, like, it didn't bother me as much when I first watched it, but I can definitely understand the complaints of that implying certain things about, you know, sex being evil or that it's that it's not always as entirely sex positive as as we might think it is. Sex um, it badly. Um, yeah. a lot in Buffy now that I yeah. actually consciously think about it. Well, yeah. not just that, I mean, but Buffy and Spike. Oh yeah. We're Apparently, not going to touch that. Kinda, yeah. Thankfully, that's not a fan That was bad to begin with. <laughs> and thankfully, it's not a fan slash ship, so we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we will acknowledge it was not great. No. Um, I mean, and and Tara, I mean, Tara's death was like the, the mother of all. I mean, that was our version of Lexa's death when we were younger. I have um, to tell you. The very, very first episode of Buffy I ever saw, ever, knowing nothing about else about the show, was seeing Red. <gasps> oh my gosh, what a way to start. Yeah. So, I already knew the twist, so I was working backwards from that and still fell in love with the show anyway. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's good to know that you were still able to appreciate it even knowing where it ended up. See, yeah. I had stopped watching the show by that point because I started in middle school. And mm. then I kind of aged out of it. And then that actually brought me back into watching it. Oh. I was always kind of like hit or miss in terms of watching Buffy because it was one of those unapproved shows in my household that uh-huh. I was not supposed to be watching. <laughs> so I yeah. either had to secretly watch it when my parents weren't around to catch me or I had to go over to my friend's house to watch it, which just meant I never saw every episode in a row until I was an adult. And by that point, like it had less frustration for me. I think, um, I was better able to emotionally like respond to it as an adult. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was not the best choice. I mean, it was done to, Joss Whedon has actually admitted that it was done to further Willow's dark arc. That he believed the only way to turn Willow dark was to kill her girlfriend. I don't know. I have. I actually kind of think that in the few instances in which we say that there is a narratively acceptable reason to kill somebody, this actually, this one at least made sense on the surface, even though it was a really fucked up thing to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was a stray bullet. That was meant for the protagonist in an episode where Tara and Willow had sex. I mean, you can see why the people who watched Buffy, like, immediately recognized what was happening on 100. I mean, it was almost, like, shot for shot. Or at least, like... It was very very close. Yeah, it was super close to what happened in Buffy. That was, like, Um, in another podcast I made the joke that I thought, I was like, does he think he's paying an homage? Because it was, like oddly reminiscent of that yeah. exact and i can't think of an example earlier than that that was nearly as iconic that he would be referencing mm-hmm. terry's yeah, I... death is unique i mean for what it is it's unique that yeah, but, time uh, right. was unique yes yeah. yeah that's a good point because at the time that was pretty much all we had on tv yeah yeah, it was. I mean, which just brings us into the fact that, you know, what was so groundbreaking about Willow and Tara 
was that they were the first main lesbian romance on TV or like it was a main character. Uh, um, and at least as far as I recall. Yeah. yeah, right? It was three seasons. Yeah, it was three seasons and it was written like a romance. Which is actually funny because that wasn't originally intended. It was just because mm. originally because I've watched all the DVD commentary because of course I have. <laughs> right. So Whedon, Whedon was saying that he didn't he had the idea of having a lesbian character he just didn't know who and so he had sort of floated mm. it to the cast and the cast seemed okay with it and then they auditioned Amber Benson for Tara for just this one they were originally only going to have her in one episode. And oh. then he liked her so much, he was. Just, and then he saw her and, um, oh God, who plays Willow? Allison Hannigan. Yeah, Allison Hannigan together, and he just went, hmm. <laughs> and so he he proposed it to them. So he told Amber Benson, like, I'd like to sign you on as a, as a regular, and would you two be okay with this? And so then Allison Hannigan turns to Amber Benson, she's like, I guess we're in love. <laughs> and like, that was how oh that ship launched. Also, it oh. launched in uh, in Hush, which, watching it again, honestly, is such a good episode. Oh, I love that episode. It That's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's terrifying, but so good. It's so, so good. good. Oh, man. But yeah, that's, that's your origin story for Willow and Tara. It was just a, organic, a genuinely organic accident. I love it when that happens. Yeah. I think those often make up some of the best stories or because you get natural chemistry like you you you're seeing chemistry and then turning it into something rather than trying to like force chemistry um you're you're naturally pulling on a chemistry that already exists which i think is great they did have quite a bit of natural chemistry they really did they were adorable together (laughs) they were yes right and this was this was on before i knew that I was queer and yet they were still compelling to me, even though at the time I thought I was straight. Um, and part of it is I just loved Willow and she seemed so happy. She was so happy with Tara. Yes. Until, I mean, until she started having her addiction to magic and all of that, but still like she was, Tara just made her happy and complimented her in a really, interesting way she also like Tara also reminded me of one of my friends in high school so (laughs) just that kind of like hippie-ish like femme yes um because she's very feminine it's not motherly that's not the right word for it she she reminds me more of like like wood nymphs or elves yes there's something there's something slightly ethereal about her like she's not quite Uh human Right. See, I was going to say she had a lot of motherly and or maternal energy to her. She did have that too. Um, especially with um Oh my goodness, Michelle Trachtenberg's character, Dawn. Dawn, especially with Dawn. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, she really did. She's very like I hope this comes across right, but very wiccan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just that very much like mother goddess like um, like connected with like the earth and fertility and like really just like yeah all of that like nurturing life giving um, very nature oriented like you said with like wood nymph like and that's why she reminded me of one of my friends in high school because like one of my <laughs> friends in high school was a Wiccan and like they you know they I were very too. similar yeah yeah it was 
not entirely to the canon, but I mean, it doesn't have to be. It's a fantasy show, but like you can clearly see that that was the inspiration for the character. I think it played pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think so. And that yeah, was sort I... of her her role in the group. She mm-hmm. wasn't quite. She wasn't kicking down doors with Buffy, but neither was Willow. Right. Yeah. I mean, she was kind of the not the mom friend of the group because she was never like. I don't she know she wasn't kind of was the, the mom, mom friend. friend, but she kind of became the heart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was, um, I was reading about it somewhere about how she's the only character that's never tempted by darkness. And I think that, I mean, that just summarizes her character. She's just pure. Mm-hmm. But still in a way that doesn't come across as, like, cheap or, um, like, she's too much on a pedestal. Yeah. She, but she was very just like wholesome and pure. Like she's just, I feel like she's just like made of light, which is just so funny because she was so she was so sexual. Yes, and really, like I feel like this is another like credit to the casting of Amber Benson is how they managed to make this relationship feel real and sexual when there's almost no public displays of affection in it because they couldn't do it. Mm. Right. Yeah, like, I think. The, Mm-hmm. The float the rose scene. Oh yeah, is really really erotic, and it cracks me up when there are certain straight people who didn't pick up that that was meant to be sexual, right? Or like any of the scenes where they do magic together. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <a laughs> it's like fusion. It's almost a euphemism. <laughs> totally, I get it. Yeah, yeah, they make magic yeah. together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They literally and metaphorically make the magic together. Yeah, yeah but c- censorship was a big deal in the show. So, like, the first time that Willow and Tara kiss on screen, it was in the same episode that Buffy's mother dies. And that was the only way that they could do it was to bookend it around a context in which it wasn't sexualized in any way. And so then Joss Whedon was like, well, well, shit. Like, if we're going to do it, this will be the episode to do it in. Huh? I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's the first time they ever kiss on screen. Oh my goodness. Wow, I had totally forgotten about... Hmm. Wow. Yeah, because that was, that was season five and it was still on B, uh, still on WB. Oh. God, we're so old. <laughs> I know, right? I'm sure there are people who probably don't even know what the WB is. It's like... Well, we know there are, and they some of them are adults, because there are adults who are a decade younger than us, and the, the switch to CW happened within the yeah. last 10 years. Yeah. Jesus. I, I don't even remember <laughs> when it happened. Ooh. Um, anyway. Um, I mean, we could talk about the other canon. The only other canon femme slash ship on the show is also a Willow. It's also a Willow ship. Okay, um, I have lots of thoughts about this. Yes, Corey, okay, good, take it Corey, away. Kind of quiet. <laughs> Talk about Kennedy. Hey, <laughs> I'm taking that lesson from Bambi. If you don't have something nice to say about a ship, then you don't say anything at all. Oh, shots fired. Oh. <laughs> I, okay, you try being a Willow Kennedy shipper during that time when there was oh, a sea yeah. of outraged, bitter willow terra fans who were just not happy that willow was moving on 
No, I get that. That's fair. And it's the not, I, I love Tara Kennedy as too. a character, but for me, Willow and Tara was a little bit too... Sweet? Well, it was kind of like, you know those coffee shop AUs where everything's sweet and nothing ever really happens? <laughs> <laughs> that might explain the popularity of this trope. It's kind they of were what fluffy. that was. I mean, they had some conflict, but for me, they were a little bit too... It was just... It was too much fluff. Yeah, okay. But Willow and Kennedy, I loved everything that represented. I mean, especially because once Tara died, everyone kind of expected, okay, the lesbian's going to go off and mourn, and that's going to be it. She didn't. Or that she was going to end up being bisexual and end up with a male love interest. Mm. She didn't. She just picked herself back up and found somebody else she was interested in who was also interested in her. I love the fact that everybody was like, oh, but Tara was Willow's soulmate. It was like, bullshit. You can, even if you want to believe in that concept, you can have more than one. True. Life does not end when one of your romantic relationships does. You have the rest of your life ahead of you. And I love that we got to see that play out. And I loved Kennedy to boot just because she was so assertive. Like she knew what she wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was the first time I got to see a queer character and she was, you know, a woman of color to boot. And we got to see this queer character who was just assertive and unashamed and very confident. And I see something I like. I'm going to go after it. Also not afraid of Buffy, which is really saying something. Yeah, she yes. wasn't afraid of Buffy. And it was like, this was the first time it was kind of like getting to see a, a queer female superhero. Mm. Kind of, yeah. Because yes. she was a slayer. So, yeah. so she I is mean, a superhero. Tara was nice, but for me, especially, I mean, you guys know my comic background. This is like the uh, first time I got to see anything remotely resembling myself and what my interests were on TV. And by the end of the canon, on the canon television show, she got the girl. And she didn't mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Yep. I really liked Kennedy because I I love Buffy because I identify with guilty characters and characters who feel like everything is their their responsibility even when it's not. But like I also just love any character that can stand up to Buffy. And Willow has this sort of nice little way that she does it where she gets under her skin without Buffy realizing that she's doing it because they've been friends for a decade. But, like, Kennedy was just in her face. Yeah, she Very was brash. bold and brash, and she was not afraid to step up. She didn't step down. Like, she wasn't annoying about it either. She was the reason why Buffy fucked off for two episodes in season seven. Well, I mean, or Buffy an episode. Well, yeah, it's Buffy's fault, too, but... Right. My point is, like, she wasn't over the top about it. She was just this perfect package of, like, queer dynamo superhero kick butt, get the girl at the end of the day. And right. she also Right, and I wish there was more of her. I know, we still need more of her. And she also mm-hmm. represented, you know, like, she she's the proto-Maggie Sawyer. Yeah. Hey, oh, that's like the yeah. Supergirl reference I worked in. Um, but, you know, Good, it only took us 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And she, but I really do like that she represented, you know, there is life after one love ending. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it Especially may not be the exact people. same, but that doesn't mean it's any less meaningful. Right. Right. 
Yeah, you can love all sorts of different kinds of people, and all of them can be your soulmate in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even if it's one, you know, one relationship ends, that doesn't mean you're not going to find somebody you may marry later. It's, life is full of people that you're going to potentially have a very full relationship with. Right. In whatever shape or form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are my yep. feels about Kennedy. <laughs> She's a good character. And then they fucked it up in the comic books. Yeah, but I didn't read the comic yeah. books, so I'm just kind of gonna, like, assume I'm skipping and prancing through a field of daisies on a summer day while you guys talk about whatever they did in the comics. Well, in, bad. in the TV, in Angel, in season five of Angel, we do get the glimpse, so you can accept this as canon. Mm-hmm. You know, as visual canon. In season five of Angel... Um, which was a year after um, Buffy season seven ended. Um, Willow and Kennedy are living together in Brazil. There so, you go. Thank there you, you go. Gretchen. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> as far as you're concerned, that's their story. Gretchen is my fairy <laughs> ship godmother today. Yeah. I almost don't want to talk about what happens in the comics to Willow and Kennedy. Ooh. Actually, you know what? Okay, here's the thing. It ended perfectly normally the way that relationships tend to end and it was handled maturely but it was still like why well we can get to the comic books because i have a a section of that we can get to that later and then you know well i can tell you why um spend whatever time we have left talking about willow's various girlfriends um (laughs) um but on tv show like there were several non-canon um, fem slash ships. Several options for them. We had uh, a lot of the brunettes. We did. I mean, I would say the biggest one is probably Buffy Faith. <laughs> yeah. The massive understatement. It's like, yeah. Like, honestly, this ship is so, so resilient. Like, yes. Yeah. Because I was, I was into it when I was like 22, 23. That was several years after the show had ended. I still uh-huh. see the gift sets and the fan fiction pop up on my dash once in a while with con- pretty high consistency. Oh, yeah. At, um, at TGI Femslash, there were several fan vids, like multiple fan vids that were fuffy. Um, <laughs> fuffy? So, yeah. Is that what that's called? Fuffy? I think uh-huh. so. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. We have to get better oh. about naming our ships. Oh, my God. All the ship names for Buffy are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I never remember them having portmanteaus to begin with because that was still back when we were like Willow Terra. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, it really was. I don't. Fuffy was the is actually the only like one that I know, and it's only because I've heard people say it recently. It sounds like yeah. you're mispronouncing Fluffy. I know. I keep thinking it's Fluffy, which would be hilarious because it's like the opposite of what that ship is. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing fluffy about that ship. <laughs> I'm right. Like, if Willow if Willow Terra is like the definition of fluff, like Buffy and Faith is the definition of just like pain and angst. Yeah. <laughs> They're the definition of this is not going to end well, but we're dumb, so we're gonna try it anyway. Pretty right. much. Like they're going down in flames in a giant literally... blaze of glory. Is what that would be. Essence. It's the essence of Faith's character, to be completely honest. I was genuinely surprised they brought her back for season seven. 
I was too. I'm glad that they did because I love Eliza Dushu, but like, right? Like, uh, yeah, it was just surprising that her and Buffy working together. Although it didn't feel contrived, surprisingly, I actually believe that they made their peace. Yeah, I think they did. They handled Faith's journey toward being a healthier person, even though most of it happened on off screen. Like, I think they handled that well. Like, it didn't feel unearned. Um, but yeah, I think a huge part of this ship's dynamic, like one is you have the, I mean, they're antagonists and that just draws people, um, (laughs) female antagonists. And then blonde blonde brunette. Um, There is a height difference because Sarah Michelle Gellar is like three feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Is Eliza Dushku that tall though? She's not, but Sarah Michelle Gellar is like five two. She's just tinier. So even, right, yeah. yeah, even someone like me who's five six looks big next to her. Right. But I think a huge part of it is what you mentioned earlier about Eliza Dushku just like exudes chemistry. Like uh, we didn't so... make a joke about it on his <laughs> Really on the season two yeah, on the season two oh, commentary. He's nice. he's like he's like he's telling he's like I was like to Eliza, like, okay, like you're kind of playing this flirty and she's like, Oh, am I? And <laughs> so then he was like, he's like, oh yeah, that's funny. Like, keep doing it. And then he's like, I realized at some point, like, in season two or season three that I had never to- told her to stop. Oh no. And so it just, oh, that's God. just how she played the character. Right. Because she told, like, everything. Like, yeah. all of the fan vids that I watch of them, I watch it and I'm like, oh wow, yeah. Yeah, she, like, she's totally flirting with Buffy. Like, everything. Yeah. That one, like, the one that gets me is the, like, the heart on the window. Yes! Where, like, oh my she God, breathes so... the heart, like, put, like, draws a heart on the window and then puts a stake through it. It's just, like, oh, it's man. High school. It's so high school. I love it. I know. It's so great. Oh, oh man. It brings me back. It brings me back. Yeah. They're quite, <laughs> they're quite the, uh, they're quite the pair as a, as a, as a femme slash ship. I mean, I'm not going to lie. A name, you could probably call them the Bad News Bears. Oh my no. god! <laughs> five by, I've heard five by five before as a shit name. Five what by it, five. I don't get it. Really, you guys never. It, it's something that Faith says. It's actually a reference to Alien. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I like that okay. news bears better. Yeah, honestly, like, either works. They're just so heartless. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, moving on. um i mean the next one is like buffy willow i know quite a few people who shipped buffy willow i remember when they announced the comics i kind of hoped that we would get buffy willow i Uh, had a vague yeah you're right i had a vague hope i never really got into that just because they had such a sister vibe for me hmm I mean, yeah, we that had Dawn, but even before Dawn came in, she was kind of like, it was a little bit of a little sister vibe. I feel like uh, Tara was more of a sister to Dawn than Buffy ever was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Buffy didn't really get very many nurturing genes, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is fair. Her job is to, like, kill demons, so... Buffy, Buffy could kill sense. a cactus, like... She's just not. She doesn't really strike me as the kind of person who can nurture anything. She can no. literally wipe out the German roach population on the planet 
but put her next to a baby. And just come yeah, back oh 30 God. seconds later, the entire building would be on fire. Right. I oh, feel man. like this is me, so... <laughs> I don't... I, don't I, I pant. Like, if someone, like, tries to hand me a baby, I'm like, what if I break it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I think... I think it made sense to me partly because I identified a lot with Willow and totally thought Buffy was really hot. <laughs> so hey, it was one works. of those like that this makes sense to me. Um Willow would totally think Buffy was hot. Um and also just because I think I wanted I wanted Buffy to have a a canon queer ship and that was the character that made sense to me it was either that or an original character but if they were going to go with an established character like willow was the one that i mean who else is there i mean i guess they could have made buffy face but like yeah. other than that there's like dawn cordelia was kind of out of was she cordelia yeah, was her... out of the show no she's yeah, not she's she was on angel she was on angel wasn't she, she yeah was on but angel she like... before she did that whole i'm gonna send up into the next that's what i was thinking yeah she like ascends she becomes like a divine being of some kind i don't uh, remember this at all but talk about a character arc you're the high school oh, mean man. girl and you eventually wind up transcending your own humanity right my goodness <laughs> right oh man i loved cordelia though cordelia I had more even more yeah and even more as an adult. Like, when I rewatched this the show a couple years ago, I was like, man, I love Cordelia. She's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she was, I mean, she was mean, but she was never, like, like, outright mean, like, vindictively mean. She was just sort of, she was just sort of mean in the way that high school girls tend to be. And then once right. her and Buffy were friends, that it turned into playful mean instead of mean mean. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was one of those characters that I think is smarter a whole heck of a lot smarter than her facade oh yeah she had this facade of being kind of the dumb smart girl kind of like Buffy did um but Cordelia I think was just super duper smart and she was the one character that you could rely on to say what everyone else was thinking but wouldn't say (laughs) yeah they kind of moved Anya into that role after Cordelia went Mm. over to Angel right yeah. Did Anya yeah. have any fin slash shifts, or was she just kind of stuck with Xander? Emphasis on stuck with. Yes. Yeah. I'll say that about any female character who ends up with Xander. Sorry I for all like... Xander lovers out there. I think he's Sorry. a Sorry. <laughs> I, I think he's a putz. Yep. Um, he's a schmuck. No argument here. I can't here. think of any with, with Anya. See, I, I mean, always thought that was with anyone. Because yeah. I thought she would have been an interesting foil for Buffy. Yeah. I mean, I could see it now that you mention it. I've just, I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone put them together. I mean, I'm sure someone has. I'm sure if you go on AO3, I mean, there's there's always a ship for everything. Yeah, someone's uh, going to be listening to this. I shipped them! I shipped them! That's I'm great. Sorry. Send us links. Send yes, us send us links. <laughs> we have a comment uh, section. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Anya is harder to ship. I, I think don't know part why. of that's just because she got so quagmired with Xander. Uh huh. It's, it's not just that; it's that she's distinctively not human and not 
Like, she has the understanding of human culture of a child, so it's weird to put her in a ship, because she's always... This is going to just make Xander look even more awful, because she's always in this position where she's just not quite comprehending the world of humans, and it makes her seem a little bit childish. Yeah, uh-huh. there's this weird power imbalance with um, Xander and Anya, because of yeah. that, because it always felt like he had a position of power over her because she was right. still trying to figure out how to be human. Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And it, it honestly would have made more sense for her to be with a woman anyway, wasn't she? A, she's a freaking vengeance demon whose literal right? purpose on Earth, her purpose in life is to get revenge on shitty men. So, like, yeah. it just would have made sense. I mean, maybe that's why Whedon swerved. Oh, yeah. Like, so maybe that was a stereotype. Yeah, well, maybe that was, was an intentional swerve. choice. We didn't need that swerve. You swerved her right into trash. Right. Yeah, I mean, they could have hooked her up with someone else other We're than gonna Xander. Get a, We're going to get a nasty email about that one, probably. Um, Bring but it. Yeah, I don't would... care. I, I stand by <laughs> that. I stand on that hill. <laughs> Did anybody... Um, I mean, I could totally see Buffy Cordelia. I could see Buffy Anya. I think if Anya were developed as a character... Like, developed out of that, like, childish... Ooh. Because they both are so fixated on vengeance. They would ruin the world, man. Yes. Anya and Faith would just, like, destroy the world. Yeah, we probably don't need that one happening. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of dig it, though. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, this is also Uh, assuming that Faith has eyes for anybody not named Buffy. Yeah, right. It does assume that. Uh, Um... Faith is sort of the essence of, you know, like that Tumblr post where it's like, you know, when you when you grow up gay or a woman loving woman and you don't register attraction yep. to other women as attraction and you just end up oddly fixated on them. Like that yep. feels like Faith to me. Yep, yeah, totally. 100%. And competitive. It's that like she's fixated yes. and competitive. It's that combination that totally feels like she's just hasn't quite figured out that she's actually in love with Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> And so Man. she tried to steal. She tried to steal Buffy's boyfriend when what she actually wanted was to steal Buffy. <laughs> and here's the thing: that is one of the tropes I love. That like bizarrely jealous and manifesting in very weird ways that leaves the um, object of your affections just very, very flustered and confused. Yes, I love that trope in fanfic. Yes, and I'm a okay, little now sad I, there aren't more of them. I kind of want to see if this fic exists if any so if any of you listeners out there know of a fic where this is developed between buffy and faith that is well written um leave us a comment yes Yes, show us the links summer is coming we need more reading right i want to read that (laughs) (laughs) um did anyone ever ship harmony with anyone no harmony is the devil literally yeah i mean she was really obnoxious I, mean, um, I, came, I came out of the gates really strong there. Sorry. Um, I don't like her very much. I don't really like her either. I was just curious. I thought she was fascinating in that sense of, like, she's obnoxious, but watching her just continue to keep trying to navigate this world she finds herself in. Mm. Like, what would have happened if we could have kept watching her? We're talking about Harmony, not Glory, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, um, I was like, wait a minute, am I complaining? No, uh, I, it's like watching a really funny train wreck. (laughs) 
Because yeah. you know it's not going to end well, but the stumbling to get to that bad ending is just so amusing that you keep yeah. tuning in for it. And that's how I am with Harmony, because I'm like, you know what? This girl cannot catch a break. No, She's she not can't. a great person, but at some point, someone's got to throw her a bone. Well, right. I mean, being a bad person doesn't mean you deserve awful things to happen to you. <laughs> you could just be... A terrible... Well, okay, I should say, you don't deserve awful things on the scale of the things that happen to yes. Harmony. Yes. Right. And to be okay. honest, like, I admire her, because she just kept on trying to chug along. Like, I admire the steel spine she must have had. I'm like, alright. Another <laughs> day, another attitude. shit sandwich, let's keep going. <laughs> She's like the definition of, oh, honey, to me. Like, I just yeah. want to, like hug her and be like maybe you need maybe you need to like take a nap for a long time and maybe don't yeah. do life for a while <laughs> yeah get out of sunny sunnydale right that might help a lot of oh. your problems yep and then there's dawn but like <sighs> dawn's like the younger everyone's younger sister so like i have a hard time shipping her with she, was- she had no peers she right. had no peers, and for me, she was just kind of this non-entity that never, outside of her relationship, like that sisterly relationship with Tara, she mm-hmm. was just, she was a non-entity for me. Yeah, she didn't really leave a strong impression. I mean, and I'm sure that a huge part of that is for a long time, like, she was literally a mystical object. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, like, she was also a person, but she was, you know, a mystical object as well. Um, I mean, that's fine, but once she's, you know, was no longer, like, the key-ish, you need to start building yeah. on that. And they never really did enough for my tastes. Yeah. She was also so much younger than the rest of the cast mm-hmm. that she tended to grate on nerves. Also, I had, they, they stuck her with Xander in the comments. I was going to say, I hesitate what? to tell you that, Corey. She ends up with Xander. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. I need to go throw up. Once yeah. she's an adult... I don't care. But, yeah. That is... Oh, man. Vile. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I could have gone without ever hearing that. I had to read it, and now you need to know. (laughs) Yeah, well, now I need some... Oh, and what what you also don't know is that this... At one point, Buffy decides that, like, Xander is her soulmate... But she decides not what to pursue him because... What is it about that jar of mayo and these women? Yeah, but he's with but he's with Dawn, so Buffy lets Dawn have her, which I, like, I was just like, who do we... Oh, my God. I don't do remember we... this. Was this in yeah. season eight? Yes. I think... I'm, I'm, it might have been season nine. Yes. I'm actually afraid to go look. Oh, they I killed Giles. I they hope you two are happy. Yeah. I hate everything now. But there yeah. was, like, one kind of little bright spot in the comic. Yeah, I mean, now we can switch over to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, after the salt of the earth. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 Buffy gets a girlfriend. Uh-huh. And it isn't just a fling, either. It lasts for several, I think it lasts for an entire graphic novel. Yep. Because I didn't buy them in comic form, I have them in book form. Yep. She has a girlfriend. So Buffy is bi, canonically. Yep. So, that should make you happy. That's a really steep cost. (laughs) And her girlfriend's a ninja, literally. Yeah, she's... Oh, yeah. She's She's Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Her, her name is Satsu. She was one of the potentials that was activated at the end of Season 7. Um, where Season 7 ended. Yep. Uh, yep. So, yay! It was, I was short-lived, though. Yeah, I mean, they did break up because she had stronger romantic feelings for Buffy, and Buffy was more of a, like, this is a casual thing. Yeah, uh, and then Angel came back. Man, and then Spike came back. Have, can you guys just let me live with something? Just let me have something. Come on. Nope. I had to suffer, and you do, too. Spike comes back. Yeah. They read. Oh. Yeah, they read. So what that. is the point in reading these comics? Everything is awful. We were desperate. We were desperate for more content. I there's wasn't so, that desperate. There's so little that's like Buffy to have a really feminine superhero who is still right. incredibly badass. Like, there's mm-hmm. so little like it. That's the reason why it has the staying power it does. The reason why we cling to it. Yeah. Because she's she busts so many tropes just by existing the way that she does. Yeah. See, I was so positive about this when we were coming into this podcast until you guys got into the comics. Well, well I a mean, couple of other girlfriends, too. Really? Oh. Um, I stopped at season eight, so you will have to yeah. summarize for us. Um, so Willow and Kennedy break up at the end of season eight. Yeah. Um, but, like, during season eight, Willow has um, her, like, mentor. Um... Saga Vasuki, who's like a demon. That was in season eight. She has like a demon who's like mentoring her and her witch powers. Um, was, that we... the, was that the person who offered to take the form of Tara and Willow was like, ah, no? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was like a half snake. She's like a naga. Yeah, she's a naga. Um, well, in like, they... I think you find out in season nine that they had had a sexual relationship and that's part of why Willow broke up with Kennedy. Um, like she cheated on her? Yeah. Well, there's like a sexual aspect to like Willow's relationship with her demon mentor. So yeah, I mean, yeah, she did cheat on Kennedy. Because um, magic is sexual and we had to keep going with that analogy. Yeah, they decided to keep running with that. I feel like we're we're gonna kill Corey here. <laughs> so they like Man. they have like an on again, off again relationship. They're together and break up. They break up a couple of times, and then Willow in season ten um, dates a human who's a member of like this military. Like she starts working with the military, like training the military in magic. So the leader of the supernatural unit is Lake Stevens. Um, and she and Willow date for a while. They break up before the end of the season, but they date for a while. Um, so Willow is officially dated, like, feel like one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's had, a, she's dated a witch, and a slayer, and a demon, and now just a normal human being. Oh my god. <laughs> so, um... And I don't. I have no idea what's happening in season eleven. I haven't started it, but that is currently ongoing. Um, the most recent episode actually comes out what will be today when this podcast airs. So Wednesday, the nineteenth of April. I, I need to go pick up Fat Woman, so I may browse it. Six. Yeah. 
But I haven't read any of I haven't read any of season eleven, so I have no idea if anything romantic is happening with any of the ladies. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think about the other characters. Like Faith comes in and out. Um, oh, she sort of has her has, own things with the Watchers, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. She inherits Giles' estate after he dies. Giles dies. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. but he comes. He eventually comes back though. Oh, <sighs> I didn't know that. He gets yeah, his like, neck because you know they have to have a shocking character death at the end of each season. Yeah, uh, yeah Gi- thing. Giles yeah. gets his neck snapped, and it happens so quickly that it completely caught me by surprise. Yeah, at the end of season eight. Yeah, but I think he comes back. I can't remember. I think it might be ten. Don't quote me on that. It might be nine. Um, but I mean, it's Buffy. People come back all the time, <laughs> except Tara. Except Tara. Um. Okay, I'm bitter again. <laughs> no, I feel like they. I feel like I was reading something about how. Oh, in one of the seasons. Oh, which season was it? Seven. No. Are you talking about? Are you talking about Amber Benson coming back as a face character for the, the big bad? No, it's in it's in in the comics. Um, okay. but I can't remember if it's nine or ten. Um, where there's a there's a character who can resurrect the dead, and he offers. To resurrect Tara, um, for Willow, and Willow says no, for completely contrived reasons. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I think her, I think it's something along the lines of like Tara wouldn't have wanted it or something. Um, Which is fair. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's fair, but um, well, actually, since Willow brought Buffy back and saw the consequences of that, actually, now that I think about it, I can see how she might have learned her lesson the first time. Yeah, wasn't yeah. Buffy really not happy about being brought back? She got pulled yeah. out of heaven. I would be pissed, too. Yeah. yeah. She got pulled they... out of heaven into basically a hellscape with the end of the world bearing bearing down on her. Yep. I loved that arc so much because it was so honest. Like, whatever that... Was that season four? Season no, season, season six. 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 Okay. Season six was so good. Oh, man, it, it was, was so good. dark. Having yeah. just rewatched it, I season actually, six was so good. I remember um, this was when Whedon had kind of stepped back because he'd intended for season five to be, you know, the end. And I think it was Allie Adler, maybe, who took over? Oh. No. What? No. Hold on. Um, I didn't realize she was involved in yeah, Buffy. For season six of Buffy. The person, hold on, I'm going to ask Jeremiah. Season six, season six of Buffy? Buffy, who was the lady that took over? The lady who took over? That Joss Whedon had to be like, hey. Oh, Marty Knoxon. Marty what? Knoxon. Okay, Marty Knoxon. Marty Knoxon, yeah. There we go. It was Allie Adler. I think like, I'm getting what? them confused from their Glee thing. Um, oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I think they were both on Glee for a little bit in creative. Um, but yeah, Marty Knoxon was the one who stepped in for season six and it got so dark that even Joss Whedon had to kind of nudge her a little bit like oh okay pull back a little bit a little bit of light necessary yeah yeah because Buffy had always had like a campy edge to it that kind of balanced out even when it got dark in earlier seasons like there was always that kind of campiness yeah, and that was it. really missing in season six. Uh-huh. I mean, 
you can have the hero speech, but she's wearing yummy sushi pajamas while she's saying it. So it's sort of like the uh, Whedon. Whedon does dissonance of tone really, really well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene is so good with the yeah the sushi pajamas <laughs> and <sighs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, or like in um, is it once more with the that yeah once more with feeling like, yeah like which is just like the standard for musical episodes because he handled that so well. Um, but I was also thinking of the scene where Buffy like makes the staking motion <laughs> and everyone thinks that she's making a different motion because who makes the staking? Oh no, that, that was, um, that was hush. That was hush. Yeah. Where they yeah. can't talk. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah that, she... was, that was one of the things where like we was like, they didn't censor that, but like, they had a shit fit about Willow and Tara holding hands later in the season. <laughs> like, yeah, he can make a like masturbation joke, a visual like jerking off joke, but not. Oh man, um, <laughs> the early aughts people, late nineties, early aughts were dark times. Yeah, I, it's um, amazing in season seven how much they got away with with Willow and Kennedy. Well, it was a completely different network. I know, but it was still like the early aughts. Oh my god, I just I just had the flash of when they actually do have sex. I just remember Kennedy as a tongue ring. Yeah. Oh, right? I had forgotten about that, oh my gosh. Why am I blushing? Jeez. <laughs> well, that was a very intense, even for today's standard, the, that Willow-Kennedy part from that entire montage of people having sex, for a woman-loving woman couple not on the L word, that was... Very yeah, was... intense. And even today, I mean, even today, we don't get that. It was only a couple of seconds, but I mean, this is about probably the There standard. were arm movements, and there was tongue, <laughs> and lots of things. Like, you knew exactly what was going on where. That's true, yeah. I have no yeah, idea right. how they got that through. Um, I'm getting... Guessing since it was the episode before the finale and Whedon was just like, fuck it. That might be it. He yeah. was like, I'm Let's leaving anyway. Gonna, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Cancel us? Like, <laughs> Right, and right before the finale. Like, what network uh-huh. is going to cancel a show right before a finale? Especially or, like, not air the finale? Yeah. 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 I'm sure that probably is what it was, was he was just kind of like, whatever. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm leaving. Peace out, guys. I'm going to give you a really uh, <laughs> give you a really explicit sex scene. Um, thank you, Joss Whedon. Thank, thank you, Joss Whedon. Um, I mean, speaking of thank you, Joss Whedon, like, I mean, we could just say in general, like, Joss Whedon, for as much as he um, draws various feelings among different people, um, love him or hate him, like, he broke a lot of barriers with Buffy. He did, he did yeah. Like, we gotta hand it to him. We probably wouldn't have as many fem slash, like, canon fem slash relationships on TV today if he hadn't have broken ground with Buffy. Yeah, he's one of the steps in the chain, because you go from Xena to Buffy to Glee. Mm Mm-hmm. And Buffy was definitely the middle step. Right. Right, because you got to have, yeah, a canon, like, queer female relationship on a network show for teenagers, um, and the network was WB, which 
was a super Christian. It was the same network that Seventh Heaven was on. Yeah. So that is it's actually really Can we just for a moment think about this? The WB started as the show that Seventh Heaven was on that has morphed into the CW. With... Sex and violence. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a total sin bin. Oh and... man, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. Wow, the gossip yeah. girl stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, We're just like Riverdale right now. Like yeah. some of the stuff on Riverdale. Like I can't imagine that the creators of the WB would have ever thought that these would be the shows <laughs> on whatever their girl. network became. There's some pearl clutching going on somewhere. Oh, man, and I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Oh. oh how it, are we doing on time, Corey? Well, I'll tell you. We have seven minutes. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> so, what do we want to wrap up with? I mm-hmm. think ultimately with Buffy is it's a legacy show. And in that sense, it's also like Xena of like, yes, parts of this have not aged well. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still, it's part of our legacy as, you know, women loving women. Mm -hmm. And especially in the media of like, you know, you guys were saying it's still a step. You know, it's like the middle of that staircase that got us to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And as far as like, the impact. I know we've talked about in other episodes where we mention um, the L word and that legacy for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as like a popular legacy and what it left people with, Buffy is probably up at the top for right. like a positive legacy, especially for our community. Mm-hmm. Right, especially, especially for fan work too. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, I do like first I... major, not just like Xena was for queer women, but yeah. Buffy was like outside of, and this was before Harry Potter. It was like everyone would write this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then those same people eventually went on uh, once they grew up a bit, went on to write for Glee. Mm-hmm. Which I actually, think, I think that Buffy's fan works directly begat Glee's fan work. I can oh, see that thread. I definitely see that th- that progression. It also yeah. explains all of the Buffy AU from like Favarian Britanna. Huh. Right? Oh my god. Okay, you want to talk about AUs for a time there in the late aughts, early what do we call this decade? The aughts? The tens? The tens? In the early tens. Like the go to AU before Harry Potter took hold. And Resident was, Evil. Yeah, hmm. it was, you know, Buffy AU, Slayer AU. So for any, any other fandom, it was a Slayer AU. <gasps> I just remembered what my first Tumblr URL was. What was it? Elizabeth the Vampire Slayer. <gasps> oh my, oh my and gosh. Then, and then later, it was Quinn the Vampire Slayer. For a uh, really Baby's long time. Tumblr. But yeah. it, it is, though. It's that legacy. I mean, yeah, we don't really do Slayer AUs just because our media has exploded. I mean, we're, we're still stuck with pa- um, Harry Potter AUs. I would love to move away from that. But for the longest time, like a, a staple AU right. you would see everywhere, was this. it's a Slayer AU. 
Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I remember but Quinn the Vampire Slayer was very popular for a time. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, that's what's so fascinating to me about Buffy. And, I mean, in Xena, too, is these are both, they're genre fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Media. Um, which is so interesting to me that, like, some of the f- seminal, like, woman-loving woman, like, fandoms are genre fiction. Um, they're science fiction and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um. Gee, I wonder if there's a reason why women loving women would gravitate towards things that don't reflect real life. Right? Well, I mean, you even see uh, it now with um, Sanders and Supergirl. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We or feel like, powerful. Um, we feel powerful yeah. in these universes, and that's yeah. why we gravitate towards them. Right, and because not always a representation of more. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, transcending what your reality is. You can always be more in these universes. Yeah. Right. Because Willow, I mean, Willow and Tara were powerful witches. Kennedy was a slayer. Like, all of these, you know, or even if we consider Buffy and Faith, I mean, Buffy definitely because she's bi. So, like, Buffy is definitely canonically a queer woman. Um, They're all queer women who are, like, you mentioned earlier, they're superheroes. Yeah. Like, they're both queer and very, very powerful in many different ways. And that's. I mean, it gives us a feeling of power that we don't have in our everyday life. Mm-hmm. That we get Definitely. to see ourselves not only as, like, having relationships with other women, but as, like, badass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, there's probably something to that. Like, there's, like, I mean, saying it out loud, the correlation seems obvious. Right. But why, why we are so drawn to superheroes or to fantasy genres is because, well, we, we just want to feel powerful. We do, mm-hmm. and that's a great topic for another time because yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll add that to the queues. Definitely, we will add that to the queue. Um, thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, we are talking next episode. What did we decide on? Uh, Zena writes this down for me because she knows yeah. I'm going to forget it. Well, I write it down because I am going to forget it if I don't. So. <laughs> We would probably I'm, all would. But next I'm time we are... slowly working my way through Xena for next time. So yeah, Xena is next time. Speaking Wait, of legacy really? ships. We're doing yeah. Xena? How did yes. I miss Xena? How did I forget <laughs> we were doing Xena? That is like my big, big thing. Oh, I'm a terrible person. I really want you to talk about it, Corey, because <laughs> all right, I like well, it when you get excited. Will, I have so many feelings about Xena. I have so I still have the original six season box sets for that show. Oh my gosh! On VHS. Oh, VHS. Oh, no, they really... came out on DVD, but they were like okay. eighty bucks a pop at the time. So I am invested. Right. Back when <laughs> DVDs were mad expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, next time I will be gushing about Xena, and the other two will probably try to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in uh catch us when this goes up on wednesday and again if you have any links to stories leave them in the comments we'd love to see them i'm Corey gretchen elizabeth we are signing off bye bye